two of three sports rankers the sports podcast where we create the ultimate sporting medal ceremony by debating bronze silver and gold across a range of topics i'm rob schofield i'll be hosting this episode because my topic up for debate this week is premier league front men and trying to convince me that their choices deserve to make the podium this week callum scotland who actually unlike you sam has got points on the board after episode one well, I, I mean, I didn't really have much choice. No, that's probably worth saying. Me hosting last week. Yes, indeed. So, as we stand uh, after episode one, series scores. Uh, Callum, you got four points, and uh, I got five with that Andy Murray pick for silver plates. We both decided that Aguero's winning goal was our 21st century sporting moment. We all decided that, and that was a unanimous decision. Well, you're going to love this episode, aren't you, Sam? Because after admitting that you're probably not the biggest football fan. Of the three of us, it's Premier League frontman. Callum, I feel like you had a lot of fun with this one. I I had quite a lot of fun with this. I I narrowed it down to all the Premier League frontmen ever, <laughs> <laughs> and then give had it, to choose some, a top three. Give us some rogue names that sort of came across your mind at some point that you were like, "Oh, I could no, I shouldn't." I could I could have had Duncan Ferguson, but he's more of a sort of banter figure. Um, he's he's the only the only man I've ever heard of who's called 999 for two burglars breaking into his house and uh, the woman on the other end of the phone said, would you like us to send the police? And he said, no, please send an ambulance. Um, so D- Duncan Ferguson was He's was his own man. He was he's considered for a while, but um, he's not made my top three. But the top, the top three that I've got, formidable to say the least. So Premier League front men, yeah, it kind of goes like saying 1993 onwards, uh, Callum and Sam will give their bronze, silver and golds. And I will create the ultimate podium. Three points for gold, two points for silver, and one for bronze. So, Sam, we'll start with you, seeing as you actually, you've actually got to get some points on the board, come out strong. Who's in your bronze place for Premier League frontmen? Well, if you want strong to start with, it doesn't really get much stronger than Didier Drogba. A bit of a rogue pick. I, sh- I should sort of caveat my answers by saying that I have a real clear definition of what a frontman is. And it also helped me to kind of eliminate some players as well. So a frontman, in my eyes, is someone who very much leads the line on their own. So that ruled out a lot of strike partnerships, sort of your yeah, Andy Coles, players okay. like that. I also really think a frontman is someone who is like an out-and-out striker their entire career, rather than... I thought it was quite a difference between a frontman and a forward. So I think the big one that will probably be quite controversial and may well come up at some point... I ruled out Henri on those grounds because I know he spent bits of his career on the left drifting in. And when I also think of Henri, I think of Henri with like Bergkamp, with Pires, a lot mm-hmm. of supporting cast. But I mean, there's no going about it. Drogba is a front man. Drogba is an out-and-out front man. He is, I think, one of the most unique front men there's been. I don't think there's been anyone else particularly like him. His physical presence, his just sheer audacity to try some of the shots that he tried from 30 yards out, 40 yards out, just all over the place. And he was a nightmare for defenders. Defenders just couldn't deal with his his physical presence and his big game presence as well. He wasn't just doing these against your small clubs. He's doing this against the teams at the top of the league and he's doing this all just all the time against every team. It was, I, I just think he is such a unique player. Quintessential as well with that Abramovich-era Chelsea. Yeah, you know, abso- absolutely. Him, Czech, Lampard, Terry, 
He he the was spi- the spine of that team. Yeah, his entire spine. Absolutely ridiculous. And for that reason, I've gone with Didier Drogba as my number three. So you're both on Drogba for bronze. Both gone Didier Drogba, and like like Sam said, he's he is your quintessential front man. He's pace and power, and you know. I think he's probably the best blend of power and clinical finishing that the Premier League's seen for certainly this century. Um, you know, ninety three to ninety three to two thousand, you could argue it was Shearer, but I think Drogba since the turn of the century was the best blend of power and finishing. And the, I was when I was reading up on him because I, I I had him in my top three to begin with. Um, but I, you know, I went back and checked the stats and so on to, you know, make sure that I wasn't being ridiculous in thinking it. He has the most goals and assists by an African player in Premier League history: 104 goals, 54 assists. Um, he, I mean, we're not talking about cups, but he played in 10 cup finals, scored 10 goals, and won 10 trophies. That's the other thing. Big game player. He's the yeah. only. He's the only player to score in f- uh, four separate FA Cup finals. He made the top 10 of the Ballon d'Or five times. Mm. Top 10 in Ballon d'Or voting five times. Uh, he was four times FIFA World Player of the Year, top 10. He was in the FIFA Pro World 11 in 2007 and won the Premier League Golden Boot twice. Seeing as you two are agreeing on this, I feel like I'll throw in a little bit of a caveat. Do you feel like he was a player that, although very much, as we've outlined there, turned up for the big occasion, could be guilty of going missing sometimes? I think... I. No, not necessarily. I think the argument you could make against Drogba would be that he divided opinion. Um, yeah. You know, he w- he was the first sort of recognised diver in English football and the first the first of the sort of Diego Costa antagonistic... Yeah, and for a man um, of his physique, that was quite difficult to get accustomed to, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's... I think since he's left, the closest of Chelsea have come to replacing him is Costa... I really think he's been irreplaceable since he's gone. I think he's left a big hole in that Chelsea team. I mean, can you think of any other Premier League players, Costa is maybe the closest to him, that really have that longevity, but well, also with that power and that pace and just so disruptive to other here's defenses? The, here's the thing which I find interesting, is that actually Chelsea signed the ready-made replacement for Drogba while Drogba was in his last in year's Lukaku. club. In Lukaku, never, never used him. It, it, it was too soon. He was 18, he was fresh off Anderlecht and he would he had come through the Belgian league basically being able to completely and utterly dominate teams by his physical presence alone. He didn't really need a first touch, but he came to the Premier League and suddenly that became what everyone hung over his head. But, but he still he still scored goals for West Brom and Everton. Absolutely. So, but the, but so there's there's the argument that he... Lukaku definitely has it in his locker. There's there's no question about it. It's just I think his his development of being sort of thrown from pillar to post by Chelsea on loan every season has probably stunted his growth. I mean, we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but I think that Lukaku has lost his identity of what he is because he used to be the striker that would run at you and would be extremely difficult to mark and marshal and essentially keep quiet. And now he's a back to goal, you know, thanks to Jose Mourinho, but. Things have changed there. In terms of Drogba, we can't argue it. You've both picked it for bronze. I'm, very, I'm I, quite surprised that we both I think, picked Drogba. I think without... The other thing I was going to say about Drogba is I think without Drogba, you don't have Lukaku. You don't have a player like Lukaku because he was... I think Drogba's been an inspiration for... Uh, I think we're going to continue to see it as well. A generation of young players coming through in terms of what he could achieve at that club. 
Um, we will move on though, because it is a given and it's a point to both of you that Didier Drogba gets the bronze medal on the Premier League front men ultimate podium. Callum, let's throw it to you for, for your silver. Yeah, my, my silver is still playing in the Premier League and is one of the best strikers in the Premier League since he arrived from Atletico Madrid in 2011 for £35 million. It's Sergio Aguero. He's scored 160 goals and counting, the most by any non-European in the Premier League. He's scored arguably the most iconic goal in Premier League history, which won the last episode last week, um, the goal to win the title in 2012. Uh, He's scored 20-plus goals in five of his seasons in the Premier League and, you know, probably going to be six by the time this season finishes. I think he is he has the of any striker to have played in the Premier League I think he has the best movement and finishing within the 18 yard box of any any striker to have played in the Premier League he's just his movement in the box is unparalleled he's an instinctive finisher isn't he yeah I I feel really sorry for Aguero in the era that he's he's played football (laughs) (laughs) but in terms of do you guys think he's had the recognition he deserves in in the era he's played with Ronaldo with Messi with Neymar with all these huge global stars he never gets looked in for Ballon d'Or he never gets looked in for player of the year but he is putting together one of the most sort of incredibly consistent careers. I don't think it Premier necessarily League. bothers him. It doesn't, but that that again comes down to why that's the case. First of all, he's not got an international career, really. If, that might be a bit of a harsh claim, but he has never really been able to cement himself in there in front of, obviously, Messi, but also Higuain. likes of Higuain. Guerrero has always been at least third pick for Argentina, which is difficult when they're trying to throw in as many forwards as they can when a World Cup comes around. But the other thing which I'd say, which you know, I made a note on Aguero when I was looking at this, is that he's never had the character for the Premier League for English football fans to really latch onto. You talk about the big characters. Do you mean like the personality? Yeah, the personality in in the English game. You know, he's only just starting to give interviews in English now. You know, seven years on. So, in terms of a player who you can really throw the weight of a league behind, you know, even if it's just as simple as kind of marketing and things like that, he's almost your kind of you've gone for the unsung hero approach. He does get the credit he deserves, I, I believe so, but I think he could be a bigger Premier League icon. He's certainly underrated because we, we've seen that. He's only been in the uh, PFA team of the year once. That's crazy. Which is ridiculous. And you think about he's scored, like I said, 20-plus goals in five of his seasons in the Premier League. He's not the most healthy striker no, he's missed a. He's missed so a, a lot of the time. A lot of the time, he he will miss you know ten games in a season and still make it over over twenty goals, which is a, just a testament to how deadly he is from you know in and around the penalty area. I, I don't think there's 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 one finish that I associate with Sergio Aguero, and that's finish just lashing the ball above the goalkeeper's head at the near post. I don't think there's I don't think there's anyone better than him at that in world football let alone in the Premier League. He, he's up there with Messi in terms of the way he plays with such a sort of sophisticated, low sense of gravity. He makes football look easy. Mm. He, he's very good at gliding into space, sort of unseen. And the thing I, I wrote down that I think is, is key is he, he just comes with no drama. Is he your second choice as well? He's not. He's my first. I have him as the best Premier League okay. player well, of all time. Best Premier League frontman. 
let's come back to this then because it looks like there's going to be decision here as to where to place him I guess um, Sam who have you got in second if you've got Aguero in first I'm imagining it's it's only one man in second is, place is this coming from your yeah. biased Newcastle well, perspective is it how about the most goals be... scored in Premier League history well it is it's the Alan Shearer my silver yeah <laughs> well, I'm most, losing this episode because go- Shearer's not my first <laughs> he's not your first not my first he's not your first not my first that's interesting. Well, I, I mean, should we, should we go through? Okay, well then, go on, Sam, because clearly then we're going to need this decision Okay, so to be, t- be essentially like between Aguero and Shearer, which st- I didn't think I'd have to make. Stats, the greatest goal scorer in Premier League history. He's scored the most goals. He's scored it over a long period Sorry, of time. Sorry, I'm still reeling the fact that Alan Shearer doesn't factor in Callum's three this at is, all. <laughs> this is throwing you a little bit, isn't it? I said I would be open to, you know, trying to not reflect my bias, but anyway, carry on. I... I I just think he's he's such an old school, like quintessentially British striker, up front, bullish, strong, and just an, just an unbelievable finisher. I don't, I don't know if there's been well, a, no one comes close to his record. No, two hundred sixty goals in four hundred forty one games, and longevity is his strength, isn't it? Longevity is key. He he did have some seasons where. He suffered quite a few knee injuries. Yeah, he, I mean, he didn't start a league injuries. game from, what was it, Boxing Day 1992 to September 1993 yeah. with his crew and, shirt. And to then come back, and I think the three seasons after that, he scored at least 15 goals. Yeah. Um, he, he, does, he has the advantage of that longevity. He has a full career with which we can look at, which players who maybe if we're doing this in five, ten years' time, you're looking at, let's say, maybe Harry Kane, Maybe Lukaku, if he turns it around, he's had a bad season, but he's had a, a great career up till now. But Shearer has that longevity, and I think that is his is his big selling point because he's got so many stats to back him up as the best Premier League frontman. I feel like the natural thing here is to throw it to Callum and ask why he's not there. You don't have to reference necessarily why you've omitted him in terms of your first place we'll get to that but why doesn't Alan Shearer even come in third for you I think what I did was I tried to go with three different types of striker three different kinds of front man so I, I kind of already had the Shearer mould in Didier Drogba and I think so Didier Drogba gets in ahead of Shearer Drog- for you. Drogba played admittedly in a much better team than Shearer did but Drogba had the opportunity to play in big matches and when he played in those big matches he delivered and I think that's really important it's like a dagger to the heart <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really important Newcastle United didn't have any big matches in the late 90s I think, I think it's really important for a striker to be able to turn up on the biggest occasion and Shearer was never given that opportunity and obviously that's not his fault but Drogba whenever, whenever the opportunity arose was there for Chelsea and he would inevitably come up with a goal or an assist so in your opinion to be a great player you've got to win things I'm not necessarily saying that you have to be have to win things to be a great player but I think in on on this occasion to have played in big games and delivered on big occasions it certainly helps to um, justify your credentials it's all, it's all find well, it, I'm hearing the words but they're just not going it's in it's all well and good scoring four goals against your Norwiches and Southamptons of the world but if you're not but Drogba scored a goal in a Champions a goal in a Champions League final and the winning penalty in uh, the penalty I'll give shooter. you that you know, the I, know important... we're not, I know we're talking Premier League here and not yeah. Champions League but the point still stands yeah. that he's, he's had that opportunity the big games is a fair point two clubs though Sam I suppose you know, that also goes in Shearer's favour he did it at two clubs. Yeah, he did. He did. He, uh, 
but was, you know, and, and there we are saying Shearer didn't win anything. He won the Premier League. I mean, he did win the Premier League, yeah. And he was. I know everyone thinks about you know Shearer, Newcastle, black and white, arm in the air. But you know, it shouldn't be forgotten that him and Sutton fired Blackburn to that title, and at the time, that was your Leicester City winning the league. Was like the forty goals I think yeah. they got between them that, that so, year. So you know, Shearer has number. won the league. He has. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't a question. That was very much a statement. Um, God. I mean, we'll come back to it, obviously, but it's very, very tough. I didn't think I'd have to choose between these two. How, how, are, you, how are you feeling about the fact that... that has Callum made an interesting argument to you at Shearer not being included? It's interesting. It's re- <laughs> what Rob's saying is... It's, I can well, see where way. he's coming from, but he's wrong. I'm yeah. going to have to hear what you've both chosen as your goal before I really kind of think about how I'm going to lay this out because at the moment I can't imagine Not either of these in. two missing out yeah. on the well, podium well, we, at all. we know for me that Aguero is my goal that's that I've said that already and that's if if we were doing forwards then it's for me it's a debate between Aguero and Omri but as front men I think Aguero is ticks that box ticks that box for me he, he by the end of his career will have scored an unbelievable amount of goals and have Probably the best goal-to-game ratio of any Premier League player who's, say, played over 200 games. I mean, what I find most impressive about Aguero, and I don't want to get all football bod about this, but he really has adapted. He is a different player now under Guardiola than he was before Guardiola. And when Pep came in and was looking to replace him, because that was genuine, that was not media speculation, with the sign of Gabriel Jesus and the way he treated Aguero in terms of that kind of couple of months he genuinely didn't think that Aguero had the full all-round game to be a Pep Guardiola striker but you know there there he was one of the Premier League's all-time greatest forwards and he rolled his sleeves up and said yeah okay I'll prove myself again and that's that's something that's so likeable about him is he could easily have gone here's my transfer request and he could have gone to Real Madrid or Barcelona or anywhere I read a really interesting article about it the other day actually about Aguero fitting in with Pep Guardiola because Aguero doesn't work as hard as typical Guardiola front men do but he is such an instinctive striker and such a good goal scorer and such a just such a deadly finisher of the ball that Guardiola literally cannot not have him in his team they've adapted to each other actually is you know what the point I should have made that because Aguero isn't the complete Guardiola striker now. He isn't. You know, you're completely right in saying that. But in, he is of such calibre that Pep has actually understood that he's got to change his style and expectations to bring him and, and, and have a team that works for Aguero. So it's that element for me. It's also the fact that when you look back on Manchester City, company, Torre, Silver, yes. But when you look back at what personifies Manchester City's rise, what they are, what they've come to be, I think you'll look back when Aguero is finished. That's something I was going to say. I think when after his career comes to an end, you'll look back and you'll go, do you know what? He he was the best. Or would you disagree? No, I mean, I do disagree. Well, so who's <laughs> your who's your gold then? So, My gold is someone that Sam wrote off very early on. Um, it's unquestionably Thierry Henry. Uh, there's, there's no other person that I could give this to because Henry had everything. And I mean absolutely everything. Left foot, right foot, header, pace, skills, leadership, power. There was, there was no part of Thierry Henry's game that 
was missing. And to the extent that I, as a West Ham fan, when I was when Thierry Henry was bossing the Premier League in the early noughties, I would get up for match of the day and I'd be more excited to watch Arsenal than I would be to watch West Ham because Thierry Henry could just do anything at any given moment. Do you think he was one of the first players, there's a lot of debate at the moment, whether football fans actually support players rather than teams nowadays? The cult of the iconic Premier League player, was he maybe one of the first of those? He was certainly the first player that I can remember not caring who he played for and just enjoying watching. He, he scored every goal imaginable. If you, if you put on a three-minute YouTube clip of Thierry Henry's goals in the Premier League, you'll see a screamer, you'll see a header, you'll see a chip, you'll see him run the length of the pitch, you'll see him beat three men and put it in the bottom corner, you'll see him score free kicks. He scored the most free kicks in the Premier League alongside Gianfranco Zola. Um, I've, I've written here... Thierry Henry's Premier League records and um, individual records and the list is monumental and Sam made the point that he may not really have been a front man he was a front man for the majority of his time at Arsenal and Bergkamp tended to play him behind as much as yeah. Wenger liked to call it a 4-4-2 it was very much Bergkamp in the hole with Thierry Henry leading the line and there was one stat in here which just blew my mind which was he won the Premier League Golden Boot four times in 01 and 02, and then three consecutive seasons between 03 and 04 and 05 and 06. The one season he didn't win the Golden Boot, he had the most assists, which still stands for the most assists in a season in Premier League history, and came one goal behind Ruud van Nistelrooy for the Golden Boot. And there was a period, definitely, you know, as you outlined there, kind of early noughties. He was untouchable. He scored 24 times in the... 0102 title winning season but you know t- to go from that and then to to chalk up 24 30 25 27 in the seasons after that goes to show his consistency as well that period no one could really touch him if we're talking about it being between him and Aguero for first place it will decide that a little bit later on but maybe it comes back to that idea that he had everything that Aguero doesn't have in terms he really had well he had that va boom he did. He had that exactly. of boom. I'm, I, no part of me is denying that. And if, if, if the topic had been top three Premier League players of all time, Henri would, would make my top yeah. three forwards. But for me, just I, I, I made it very clear to myself at the start that a front man is someone who has been a front man from start to end of his career or start to wherever they are at in their career. And I just... He was obviously a, a sensational player, but he just didn't tick that box for me. And I, I just had to remove him entirely from from this topic. I think one of the things that makes Thierry Henry so good, though, was his adaptability. Arsene Wenger brought in the likes of um, Baptista, Julio Baptista, uh, Jose Antonio Reyes, both out-and-out strikers, and Thierry Henry just shifted out to the wing, wasn't, wasn't bothered by it, and was still by far and away the best player in the Premier League. And, the best, uh, and he, it's, everything still went through him. That's the thing. Even when he played on the left, everything went through and he would cut inside and score goals. So I can see where you're coming from in terms of not being an out-and-out front man, but in terms of pure goal-scoring ability and, as Rob said, va-va-voom, Thierry, Thierry Henry is unbeatable for me in the Premier League era. What this has done now, though, is this has left Rob with a real problem. Yeah, so to give 
the listeners a little bit of context. We've uh, we met up for lunch before recording this episode, and uh, I infamously said as we came back through the door, um, "This is great. I get to just sit back and digest my pie uh, while you guys debate the Premier League frontman." But it didn't occur to me that I'd have to make as difficult a decision as this at the end, which essentially means that I'm either going to have to leave out Sergio Aguero or leave out Alan Shearer altogether, or, or Thierry Henry. Or Thierry Henry. I feel like you're not going to leave out Thierry Henry based on the way you've just said that. So here's the issue I've got. I created my own before coming into this because I felt like I needed that kind of clarity of thought before we did this because I had a feeling it would be contentious. Uh, And I actually went for Sergio Aguero in third place, Alan Shearer in second, and Thierry Henry at top billing. Now, it's because when I looked at the... Topic of front man. Interestingly, I actually saw it completely differently, completely opposite to you, Sam, was where I, I felt like a front man had the elements to have everything to his game. That does not bode well for me. Well, <laughs> especially seeing as you have no points <laughs> as it stands. Well, one point. Well, one point. Um, yeah. A guaranteed Drogba. Drogba's got me a draw. So, but I'm, I'm now, what I said to myself is if it really comes down to it, I might have to look at the numbers. And there's one aspect that neither of you two have mentioned in terms of your choices, which is goals per game ratio. I was trying to work it out as Sam as was we making went. his argument for Alan Shearer. I was like, oh, what so is I'll the... run. Could, I'll run could, it through for just, you. Could I just? Is Daniel Sturridge currently have the best goals per game ratio in the Premier League? Just no to, idea. Just but he's to, nowhere near on it. Just to ruin that as a metric well, a little bit. Well, these players have all ranked up over 220 games each. In Shearer's case, it's double that. So the goals per game does, it, it's significant. It's not like we're, that we're flashing the pan stuff. Aguero's goals per game ratio is the highest of all of them. It's 0.69 goals per game. Because he's the best front man. <laughs> There's not much in it. Henri's 6.8. Now what I'm finding very, very difficult here is that Alan Shearer's is 0.59. So he's a whole 0.01 less than the other two. Oh. A whole zero point zero one goals per game. That's a that's a that's a big difference though. That is a big difference. I think if you were looking at it from a modern point of view, in terms of you know twenty nineteen football, you'd you'd be looking at goal involvements and things like that. Yes, but I can see I can see the goals per game ratio argument being um, being valid in this in this particular scenario. I I would just make the argument that the goals per game the the goal involvements per game ratio puts Thierry Henry head and shoulders above the rest of them. His his ability to lay on goals for, I mean he led the okay. league in assists and was second in in goals. He might as well have taken corners, run underneath the ball and headed it in. <laughs> like let's narrow it down. Aguero, you've both chosen Aguero, silver for Callum and gold for Sam. So Aguero is making it in. I'm not leaving out Sergio Aguero. So. It therefore means it's a bit of a toss-up between Henri and Shearer. This feels like a head or heart moment for it's you. It's a real head or heart moment. I feel like it would be absolute abomination to not put the Premier League's all-time top scorer in I don't in think the you'll list. ever be allowed back into, into St James's Park if you don't put uh, Alan Shearer it's very true. I like St James's Park. It is good. Um, <laughs> I was just swinging for the six points here. Absolutely. I'm on zero right now. Do I leave out Thierry Henry? Because he was at the top of my initial list I can't I can't leave out Alan Shearer I can't leave Alan Shearer out of the top three Premier League front men because there could be a debate as to whether Thierry Henry is a front man 
There most certainly could. He, he is. He is a frontman. He is a frontman. There's man. no debate. I can't believe I have to do it, but uh, the podium is... I didn't want Didier Drogba. You could have helped me out here. You and could, not, we both you, you wanted could, Drogba. You could just leave Aguero out. I can't leave Aguero right because I think he'll go on fine to be <laughs> in terms of his goals per game ratio. I think he will go on to become one of the all-time greats, if not the all-time great. So uh, it's a point each as Didier Drogba comes in, uh, takes the bronze medal in the ultimate uh, podium for Premier League frontmen. Alan Shearer takes silver, so two points to Sam, and then Sergio Aguero is the Oof. Premier League's all-time greatest frontman as it stands so in terms of points it makes it a clean sweep for sam pretty good uh, seeing as you weren't on the board coming into it uh it's six points for you uh, one for drogba two for shearer three for aguero and uh callum i'm sorry you get the one for the drogba but not much else it was Solitary a tricky point. one I, I i feel like i really lucked out by the way our lists fell there or the way our podiums fell in that mm. by Having Shearer in there, I sort of forced your hand. I feel bit. like if it had been Shearer up against Henri, it would have been a much more difficult decision. It was pretty difficult <laughs> <laughs> from the outset, but uh, I have yeah. to admit, of, of, of all of those ones that were in there, I wasn't expecting you to say Aguero absolutely has to be in there. Of those three, I was expecting. Really, I was. See, expecting... I wasn't expecting Drogba. But yeah, what do you think? Uh, that's our all-time Premier League front men in terms of a top three. It's Sam's. <laughs> Sam's all-time <laughs> Premier League front men. I chose it. Uh, yeah, difficult one. Very, very difficult. But let us know uh, your thoughts. Uh, in terms of next week's topic, uh, not sh- well, could be as divisive. We never know. Uh, Callum, what, what have you got for us? Yeah, I'm hosting next week. And uh, it's quite a broad topic. So there's going to be a lot of... Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of different sports represented next week i think uh it's best individual sports person so not someone who plays in a team essentially is the is the only sort of criteria for that one um you know you could you could have a an andy murray or a roger federer or someone like that but any of their davis cup exploits not taken into account it will all be purely individual next week yeah proper proper icon stuff like Um, that Remember, you can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at 3 Sports Rankers, but we look forward to that in terms of best individual sports person of all time. Mm-hmm.